<laughs> Hello and welcome to Conversations Need to Be Had. I am your host, Chantel Gabriella Jazz, and we are back with season two. I hope you've been enjoying all of the episodes so far. And it gives me so much pleasure to introduce to you this divine queen called Monique. How are you doing, girl? <laughs> hello, hello. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. I'm doing really well. I'm uh, I'm peaceful today. Um, how, how about you? How are you? That's a blessing. I don't feel like I'm I'm peaceful today, but <laughs> I'm I'm getting things in order, which mm. I like. I like to have order. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, like I'm gonna hit you with a question. I feel like you answered my question because initially I was mm-hmm. just gonna literally ask you. How are you feeling with your Cancer and Moon self during Cancer season right now? <laughs> oh my gosh. Do you know what? My Cancer is actually, I'm a Cancer rising. Oh my God. So, oh, yeah, I'm a Capricorn moon. Two C's though, like get, I can get, oh. they can get them confused sometimes. Okay. So um, I'm a Capricorn moon. I'm a Cancer rising. Um, so I don't know. I feel like. I don't know, I'm feeling very comfortable in my energy right now, like comfortable in my, my, I don't know, etheric skin, spiritual skin, whatever. Like, it's not very often. I'm, I'm usually kind of up and down, up and down a lot, but, um, Mm. I'm feeling home, home within my, in my body. So, Mm. yeah, maybe that's got something to do with it being cancer season. Um, (laughs) I don't know. I, I, I love astrology, but I don't know too much about, you know, planetary, planetary alignments affecting different oh you're cutting up a bit you know your signal's gone a bit mad oh you sound like a robot you're no it's saying it's all okay saying it's all good here sorry i don't know what that's about um hope you can hear me yeah probably um, but yeah, I'm feeling good in this cancer season. What about you? Do you have any cancer in your chart? Um, I think I do somewhere, but at the top of my head, I can't really, I don't have a lot of cancer. I don't even, I might not even have it in my chart actually, to be fair, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but I can't off the top of my head remember. But, um, in regards to this season, I feel like even with me, I've got a kitten guys, I've got a little kitten and that's like part of my <laughs> life, you know, and me adjusting and creating a new kind of routine in my home um and yeah like I feel like yeah that's kind of come up because of cancer and season and Mm -hmm. you know other stuff has come up that we'll probably talk about later on in the podcast yeah but I wanted to kind of you know talk about how me and you met because it's actually for me it's something I never thought would ever happen I didn't think I would ever be on talking terms with you me neither me neither <laughs> but we never like, thought we would do we would go through what we did in 2020 so you know anything I know <laughs> yeah exactly I didn't think I would ever hear from you again I didn't think I would ever come you know by you again you know I moved out of the city I don't even live in London so like I just didn't think and I didn't think you would ever speak to me again mm. <laughs> um so yeah so, my goodness so okay listeners so Basically, me and Min- I don't even know what to say. We we used to date, I guess. Was it dating? I don't know. I would have said it's a full. For me, it was a full, full blown like relationship. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold the fuck on. 
because that's news to me. Because little baby, Shan, are you serious? Baby Shan did mm. not know that. Baby Shan, oh sugar, it was because that's what you said to me at the time. So maybe did I at the time? Wow, you, you at the that just goes to show how like kind of twisted my whole my whole <laughs> I was because I'm here sitting here drinking my tea thinking this was one of my first ever girlfriends it's like she, you know it was a serious relationship we lived together for a little bit and then there's me you know old Monique telling you this ain't no relationship we just mm. dating mm. like my goodness mm. well yeah mm. well, <laughs> it's well, <laughs> but you know maybe you, you see this is the thing that i think is so beautiful about human beings mm-hmm. is that we are literally guided by our own perception so even if you are in something or even yeah. if you're saying something someone can interpret in a completely different way but that's why it's so important yeah. to to sometimes actually reunite with certain things that you yeah. have been able to actually build a bridge or you know walk away w- with a clear mind because you know, our relationship was very messy. But at the same mm. time, for me, it actually unlocked a lot of stuff within myself. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's mm-hmm. why I feel, you know, regardless of the, the, the madnesses that might may have occurred, you were actually a very significant mm. person in my life. Okay, um, okay. But even though I felt at the time that you wasn't my girlfriend, you know, but I wanted yeah. you to be my girlfriend. And why would you have felt that? Because, you know, I was awful to you uh, a lot of the time. I'm yeah. sure I was nice sometimes because otherwise you wouldn't have dated me. Yeah, but, yeah. you know, at the time it was terrible. But yeah. now I'm like, oh, that was my girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we met... How did we meet? Mm. Did we meet on Downlink? I, I can't even oh, remember. Like, yeah. quite sketchy. And I know that the, that is a tricky thing for, for, for you as well. I remember us talking about that before. But I can't really remember. I, I want to say, I feel like, I want to say we, we didn't meet in heaven. That wouldn't be, that wouldn't be true. Maybe. Did we, would we have met online? I feel like we might have, because we used to talk a lot on the Cause phone. Because can you remember? Because I can't remember. I, we used to talk a lot on the phone. I remember that. Okay. Obviously, you was at uni, but then you was back and forth, you know, back to the city. Mm. Um, and yeah, I, to be honest with you, I can't really remember, but I do remember our shenanigans in the gay raves um yeah one thing about me is i love a woman who can dance and that's one thing okay. even from when we broke up, <laughs> i realized a pattern that i always end up with women who are dancers yeah and you used to captivate me in that way that you were just you were just flamboyant you were just doing whatever yeah. you know the way you used to dress very prerogative and you just i like unique people and i found that you were very unique and you was very intelligent mm-hmm. so that kind of like because we used to speak a lot that really yes. got me, you know, feeling for you. I was like, rah, because the person I was with before you was not on that intellect. So mm-hmm. it was very refreshing. Um, because even at that time, I, I feel like I wasn't even as as aware yeah. as I am now. But there was something inside mm-hmm, me that I found mm-hmm. that very, very um, intriguing about you. Mm. But like, so, so yeah, so like we're, we're kind of going, but we're, we're on the surface. We're not really mm-hmm, going mm-hmm. into what happened. But I feel like, we should kind of go into it because, you know, I want to kind of show the power of compassion and forgiveness. Um, yes. So, so we, we met, we met some, you know, it's yeah. so long ago. What was, what was it like 12 years ago? Oh my God. 2007, 2008, I think. Okay. 
How old was I again? Oh, I went. I started. I started uni in two thousand and five, six, seven, eight. Yes, two thousand five. Yeah, I started uni. So yeah, I think it was two thousand and seven, two thousand and eight. Okay. Uh, or actually, hold on, because when I left, when I left school, then I moved to London. But I think it was the following mm-hmm. year. No, it wasn't because I started college in September. We just met a long ass time yeah, ago. Yeah, we, 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 we met, we met a long time ago. Was I seventeen? 18? Okay, was you I? were seventeen. Yeah. yeah, I was seventeen, eighteen, um, and I was twenty. You was twenty three or something like that. And like, oh my god, you were grown girl to me at the time. My but, goodness. Um, so yeah, so so you know, we were yeah. doing whatever the hell we were doing, and, and it was just wild at first, going clubbing, being yeah, on the scene, you know, Carabana. We were going mm, do, what, heaven, think, heaven. Um, I think that was our main sort because yes. I think at that time I really liked Carabana because it was mostly gay black men, and mm-hmm. as a woman, you were able to just not have those fake studs or whoever with chips on their shoulder wanting to fight you or whatever because yes back then i was doing my my baby stud thing i don't know what was mm-hmm. it Monique? i don't even know what the fuck i was i don't know what the fuck i, was. I don't know for me you would have like I, I think like people may have classed you as uh, you know labels are oh, you know r- ridiculous sometimes uh-huh. but they make people feel comfortable and i have to respect that and i use them myself for things as well so um i think you would be like a soft stud yeah, yeah. Do, do, do people still use that term no, these days no. are we too They'll old just be like you're moist you're moist all right yeah. moist, okay but right by the right person yeah you were a soft stud like yeah physically outward on, on your external appearance you were very much like tomboy yeah, stud yeah, yeah, you know yeah. masculine internally you were probably more feminine than i was yeah. and it was like it was i was very masculine inside and very i guess a bit feminine outside mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but it was a yeah so what happened was is that like we said um or like monique said we actually did live briefly together so what happened <laughs> is, there was an incident that was going on with me and my family blah 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 whatever and, mm. you know, Monique being my woman at the time, or, or girl at the time, whatever I would say, my wifey probably at them times I was saying, yeah. um, mm-hmm. you know, she offered for me to come up um, to Scotland and, and just have a little, you know, respite and whatever, whatever. So I went and it was funny as fuck because it wasn't funny at the time, but now looking back, it was funny because yeah. I had to literally... Uh, What's the, what do they call it? I had to get on a train without paying. I got a fine mm. when I got to uh, wherever it was that I got to in London because I wasn't living in London them times. I was living in mm-hmm. countryside. Mm-hmm. So I had to go through that, get a fine, gave a fake name, whatever, whatever. And then, yeah, I went all the way to Scotland. Long journey. To St. Andrews University. Well, not St. Andrews yeah. University, but St. Andrews vibes area yeah and it was i was for me at that time i was absolutely blown away by the architecture mm-hmm. I was it's just like, beautiful oh, scotland has oh. some amazing beautiful places and i always be grateful for the fact that you enabled me to experience that because i never went to university mm-hmm. so for the fact that you allowed me to come into that space and to experience what i never would have experienced mm. i really appreciate it. some it's an actually even though it, it got really fucking bad <laughs> Mate. it's always uh, that know, was the first day probably then after that (laughs) literally oh my god jeez but you know i always hold like 
you know, that mem- those memories to my heart because mm-hmm. like, I met some incredible people from all over the world that you were yeah. interacting with and we were having wild parties. Your flatmate was an absolute angel, loved her to pieces. Do you even do no, you still speak to her? Yeah, she's my best friend. She's one of my she's one of my best friends. She's actually my son's godmother or oh guide parent because we had a non-religious ceremony so yeah so she is still you know very much dear to me she's one of my best friends we don't talk um very frequently but i think with old school friends like you can literally just pick up after a You're month or something bit, you know oh night. sorry i don't know why i've got full everything's full service here everything's full on um i'm tethering a lot because i'm trying to yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you, but it just sounds a bit crackled. But it's all right, just carry on. It's not that bad. Okay. Please do tell me if it goes funny again, because, like, I'm tethering to a couple of laptops at the moment, trying to keep my children entertained. Okay. Um, okay. So it's a little bit tricky. But, yeah, and I was just saying, she's very much still one of my best friends. She's my son's godmother, a guide parent. And um, we actually ended up both both having IVF. Um, wow. And both you know, both struggling with fertility and both having IVF and both having our first born children on the same day, years what? apart, but still, yeah, yeah. So wow. my son and her, her first born child um, share the same birthday. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And what was her name? I forgot. Naz. Yeah, Naz. Yeah, oh, Naz. She just, she just, her energy was just everything. Was just She's the most her. beautiful person ever. She, she yeah. actually just sent me a card the other day that was like, I love you kind of thing. Oh. And I was just like, oh, who does that? Like, people just don't send cards. Like, we need people to don't write even letters to write emails or letters or anything. Yeah. yeah so, yeah, she was amazing. And uh, she loved you. And, uh, yeah, it all <laughs> went you, downhill but, from but, then. So, that's the thing. So, we kind of <laughs> spoke on it. You said, you know, we were joking about, yeah, it was like the first day was great. And then afterwards... So it's like there were some people like we went to some where do you remember that warehouse party thing? There was like some massive like fucking random warehouse. We had to get on like a, a fucking bus like to get there. And I think it was I think it might have been the first night, you know. Um I don't know. Anyway, we Can't went remember. there and I remember one mm. of your friends saying, No, nah, no, nah, because they were drunk or whatever. And it was like, Yeah, nah, you know, Mo, like she does this all the time, like you're too good for her. And I was just like, What are you talking about? Oh. What are you talking about? Yeah. Like, so that's my daughter coming in. Hello, yeah. Hello, okay, I'll get it in a second. Um, yeah. Okay, I will. Yeah, um, I don't, I don't remember that, but was that in Scotland then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we went to some party and people were saying that it's like, oh, I can't even remember who it was, but it was just like, oh, you know, like, you're such a lovely girl, like, da, da, da. Yeah. I was like, but the thing is, when I was younger, I always thought that yeah. I could change people, and I'm not even going to lie. Um, yeah. When that person said that to me, I was like, yeah, but that's them, that's not me. I'm different. Yeah. In my head, I'm thinking that in my head. But really and truly, that should have been red flags. Why the fuck is some random coming to me and actually trying to warn me? My like, goodness, I want to know who that friend was. <laughs> it was a guy, I feel like it was. Oh, yeah, um, but you know, like you said, no this idea. was such a long time ago, and then, mm-hmm. yeah, so you know, like my, my memories of that time, um. Was feeling actually now that you said that you're a Capricorn Moon, it actually makes it mm. more sense because I felt a lot of coldness 
from you. Okay. Yeah. Like when people were there, like Naz or whoever, you know, the partying, he was all over me, all showing me off, like, look at Chantel, like, oh my God. Da, 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 da. Whatever. Yeah. But then when no one was there, you didn't even want me to sit near you. You didn't want. 100%. And, and, that and makes then, sense. And the fact that I was a 17 year old girl who had just, like, kind of run away from home to be with her so called love, it was mm. really, like, traumatizing. And I'll be honest with you, like, it felt really fucking traumatizing because. It's, of course it's like you're in the middle of no, nowhere with someone who you think has genuine you know affection and feelings for you yeah. being treated like crap basically yeah, yeah. i was 100% completely cut off from my emotions mm. i'm not and, I, and everything i say is an excuse i'm not i'm not the type no, of person to sit here and be like oh i was going through this but is yeah, I was completely cut off from my emotions. Mm-hmm. So much so, like, I people would frequently comment on how cold I was, mm-hmm. um, how I was emotionless. I had loads of things like that. Yeah, so I had experienced so much up until that point of my mm-hmm. life that I just cut everything off. So I, from going from being a person who was subjected to, you know, multiple different things or whatever, mm-hmm. I became... The aggressor. I became mm. the person that was tormenting people, mm. and that's not an excuse. But it's just mm. crazy how like you could go through a lot of stuff in your life, and then you end up causing so much pain to people. Mm. It's like, what? What are you doing? And that's the thing so, is that with time, and and that's why it's so important to allow things to grow and have space and breathe. Because through time, then now I've actually been able to experience even what you say. You're saying me becoming, mm-hmm. you know exactly what i didn't want to become in other relationships because of me not being able to deal with my own traumas or whatever was going Mm -hmm. on so i can completely now as a grown-ass woman i can understand 100 percent um you know where you was at and you know Mm. um and i don't really hold any sort of malice towards you oh thank you you for that the fact that when i left scotland so i think i was there for three months and, you know, mm. it was really toxic. I remember there was times I would literally run out of the house, go and, like, mm-hmm. near the pier, be on the phone to my friends crying, like, oh. Yeah. You know, and one of my... I think I, like, threw your stuff out of the window we, once. Yeah, no. I, like, locked you, you out. It wasn't like the, so that was... So that, I was going to go on to that quickly. So, mm. basically, we, we ended up going to a party. Um, we was walking back down the street. We had an argument about something. I don't know what the hell we were mm-hmm. arguing about. And then you shut the door. And this was a massive fire door to your block. Mm. But yet, you know, it was on an old sort of building but it was like a, a new fire door thing it was weird yeah but at that time i didn't like people shutting doors at me it was it made okay me so that was the way. trigger for you so i fucking like hulk broke down the door i don't even know how the fuck i did it because oh like, my you know when you're goodness. drunk you've got like superhuman powers yeah so i broke down the door but got back into the flat with you you <laughs> you were naked um oh because you was tired didn't he you was drunk he was like oh, yeah whatever but then we ended up having a fight. And I remember you yeah. like, scratching up my face, whatever. Um, <sighs> you were, like, literally, I remember you dragging me on the phone, like, dragging me on the floor when I was on the phone to my mum, like, yeah. like a bitch. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. Um, and then you did... Your listeners are going to think, like, what? This person is the most vile person in no, the world. No, 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 no. Not at all, because we were young. That's the fact of yeah, matter. And yeah. we're not the same. Because mm. there's still people that act like that to this day. I yes, don't yes. like that to this day. So, oh, goodness, no. Do you know what I mean? Like, there, there's been incidents where I've experienced certain things, but it's more mm-hmm. so because of whoever it is 
And I've gone completely the opposite. I've gone completely like, you know, I I can't stand confrontation. I'm quite like, not sheepish, but definitely like I will just let a person say whatever they've got to say or whatever and just, Mm. just, you know, yeah. So, um, but yeah, so we were having this fight, obviously, this physical fight. Yeah. And then, yeah, so I basically, I ended up going back to London um, mm. You know, I was on the phone to my mum whilst I was, you know, with what we whatever was going on. So she mm-hmm. got the ticket for me. I ended up going to London, but I wasn't going back home because of whatever was going on with my family yeah. at that time. And then, yeah, like, but I was still obsessed with you. I was still like, mm-hmm. you know, I remember I started seeing this really beautiful model. Mm-hmm. And I'll never forget that literally we were in heaven. I brought her to heaven. And you were there. Yeah. You were at heaven, and obviously I was obsessed with you, so I didn't care about that other girl, but I was running back (laughs) and forth between you and the girl. Yeah, this is not what I'm proud of, but listen, I've lived life, I've experienced things, I've done mad shit. And you were, what, 17? Yeah, like, like, come on, man, I was was The things that some 17-year-olds get up to... Yeah, but I remember yeah. that. And then I think I powered her off or something. And mm-hmm. then I remember me and you, like, we were dancing or something. Because any time me and you were dancing and stuff, all the guys would come round us because we would be on a madness. Yeah. And I remember... Put on a show. Like, put on a put show. Put on a show. Come on. Mm-hmm. Um, but what's it called? And then, yeah, I remember that time. And I was just obsessed with you. But then we... I think we came to a realisation that, you know what? Because you was not willing to commit to anyone because <laughs> you were <laughs> yeah and or like you said you know you it was difficult for you to actually allow your emotions to be at the forefront so you know yeah you actually connect with anyone but we had such a good like sort of i don't know friendship and i was able yes. to come and stay at your house i loved off your mom i still love off your mom yeah um, and you know like, i find I'm, that a lot I, I find that a lot i've i found it i think in um over the years how often and um, we mistake, I don't know, what could be a really amazing friendship for a romantic connection or something, or like just get things. I, I, I did it my whole life. I was like, oh, there's this person I really like. I've got to sleep with them and mm. they're going to be my girlfriend or they're going to be my partner or whatever because that's what this connection is. Misunderstanding that things can be loving in a platonic way, mm-hmm. you know? And I still get that sometimes. Like I, I remember, like I've, I've recently become friends with like someone who lives, you know, um, in my area. And my instant thought was like, ah, oh, are, are we going to like, <laughs> are we going to hook up? But I was like, no, you don't have to 36 year old Monique. Like mm-hmm. you can just be friends with a regular person and just mm-hmm. have a friendship. So I think like a lot of us growing up as you know lesbians gay people bisexual like queer people growing up trying to find our tribe and our group we were mistaking a lot of what should have been friendships for romantic relationships Mm. and getting completely messed up Mm. and we didn't really have anyone to guide us and show us because back then it really was not like how it is today it was not accepted we literally you know had to to find ourselves within the club scene within you know things like downy black chat things like that you know, because 
to actually connect with those that are of colour as well. Because, yeah, there's mm-hmm. lots of white gay people, but we don't connect on the same levels. I don't relate yes. to a white gay man mm-hmm. who's had privilege, even though he is gay. Like, he's still yeah. in society, has kind of always been there. There's been presenters on TV, even when, you know, being gay was kind of shh, but they were blatantly They've got gay. that representation. Even they've always had that representation. Yeah. So for us, we had to really do things in, in the shadows. But then, yet yeah, when we went to the clubs, that's when we came to life and we weren't in the shadows we could literally you know open our wings like butterflies you know what i mean and you know it's just yeah it's just it's just such a beautiful um experience that we all had and i feel like this next generation or the generation that's here now they're never really gonna understand the the importance it what the importance it of the how can you speak the importance of (laughs) clubbing like yes i really wish there was like a docu-series like that you know like i know i really wish i really want to see like a docu-series looking into the urban lgbt club culture of like 90s and the two early 2000s like i want to see that i've seen like a little couple of things i think on tv where they did like a little little thing where they're interviewing a couple of lesbians outside of heaven or whatnot whatnot but oh, yeah. i want to the see that was done time ago. yeah but for yeah, me, like, it was really, it was. Really well, someone I dated was on that show as well. <laughs> but <laughs> you get, you get around, girl. Um, oh my around, god! But I anyway, did. um, what's it called? Um, but yeah, I felt like with that, it wasn't really a true representation of our community because it was just literally just showing those that some people anyway that literally just lived mm. in the rave and were just like yeah you know we're not even though i'm saying there was so much importance in going to heaven and things like that or gay or mm-hmm. you know what was the other bar um candy bar things like that. yes you know what i mean um but there were people that actually had professional jobs like would, would, mm-hmm. <laughs> because a lot of the people some of the people that used to go to these clubs they literally were there all the time they never did nothing they would you know what i mean like it's just yeah you know show yeah. a real a spectrum of who we are as people because we're not just mm-hmm. out here or even the fact of that the whole identity of being a, a star and a this and that not every um lesbian or whatever is like that do you get what I mean? So yeah, I feel like, yeah, yeah I, d- I felt like it was good at the time, but for me, it wasn't real representation. And it was just, it was just bait. I was just like, oh, God, mm-hmm. here we go. The bait people, sitting <laughs> shit, talking in bait ways, talking about, you know, all this ghetto, ghetto, ghetto shit. And it's like, no, I know, it wasn't a true representation. They just need more time. It needs more time. It needs more people, you know. But big up Kaysa Rose for doing that anyway. Big her up. Like, she's yeah. been a massive, um, uh, inspiration in our community mm-hmm. and highlighting you know black queer people so bigger up anyway yes. and for channel four to even allow that to happen at the time that yeah did. yeah that was really like you know it was like okay like you know it was very you know but we need a deeper one now yeah definitely yeah but it's coming <laughs> hun don't worry i, I can't say too oh exciting there are things but- that are going to come yeah so yeah so you know we met a years and years and years ago heavily on the club scene yeah, passionate so, yeah, times so volatile what is really just to cut just to end that little yeah back um mm-hmm. is you know we were friends and stuff like that but then i got into a serious relationship um with someone and yeah mm. I, I just literally cut off everyone that i felt 
didn't need to be in my life anymore. Um, but do you know what I also also remember is that the because the, I didn't even know I wasn't even aware that you were cutting off everybody in your life because the, of the you know this new person that you were in a relationship mm. with. My last kind of interaction with you was me. I remember. I remember this though. Ah, calling you. I know. I called you. Um, or I, I well, I called you. Or I texted you. I can't remember the but which one. Maybe both. Mm. And I just let out the most horrific, just dark, just horrible stuff. I was just saying the most ridiculous, just evil wow. stuff to you. Okay, I didn't even know. That. And yeah, probably I've done this before. I remember I've done this before. Like when I, after I felt rejected or something, a relationship had ended, I suddenly decided to call the person up and just be horrible. So anyway, I was just like, blah, 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 oh. blah. So disgusted with myself that I never attempted to contact you to contact you again. And I thought you read these messages, heard that voice note, and was like, "This person is evil." I'm never, sp- I'm never speaking to him again. Maybe I did. Maybe I did. Maybe I did. And then that was it. That was it for me. I was like, huh, "Okay, mm. never, never speak to them again." And that mm. was it. Because you, you needed, know. you just wanted to get off your chest, and I get that. Some, I mean, I'm a fucking Scorpio. I can flip. I can, mm. I can cut people real deep with my tongue. Mm-hmm, More time I'm mm-hmm. telling the truth anyway, but mm-hmm. <laughs> but I get yeah. it. sometimes you just need to let it out. Do you know what I mean? I get it. Yes. Um. So yeah, I think maybe that is what happened. But I do remember that there there was another ex um who was mm-hmm. trying to be in my life, and I just literally told her no. Um. So I yeah. just assumed that I did the same thing for you because I I, I was oh. that was my first love. The person I got with mm-hmm, you, mm-hmm. she literally was my first love. So I was willing. I was willing to do anything, every, you know, anything she wanted. I would, and it's not like she was telling me to do it, but just out of respect yeah. for her, you know what I mean. So yeah, so that's what happened. So in that mm. time, what happened to you, Lee? <laughs> well, 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 well. In that time, I grew. I evolved. I changed. I really feel like that period of my life was me living in my Aquarian energy, me living, me living in the, the dark, the dark side of my Aquarian energy, the toxic side of my Aquarian energy, the unbalanced, you know, whatever Mm. side of my Aquarian energy, all the negative aspects of an Aquarius person. I think that was, I mean, I had the positives too, don't get me wrong, but yeah, I was definitely in very in that. And I feel over the years, I have steadily moved into the cancer, Mm. um, my cancer energy, you know, intuitive, a little bit psychic, the emotional. I'm so emotional. I am wow. such an emotional being. Wow. Like, I am such an emotional, empathic person. Like, mm. I'm not kind of like, oh, I'm an empath. Like, you know, just like, I just am. Like, I'm mm. fully in my emotions. I live by my, my emotions. I look at my calendar and I think, okay, well, you know, you're going to be up and up on this day, down on that day. Like, I feel, I feel everything. Going from feeling nothing to feeling everything mm. is crazy. Mm. Um, so basically in that time, um, let me see. So I was, oh, I graduated from university. Um, I actually had to take, so know. I studied anthropology. I studied, mm-hmm. uh, studied, I did a master's in social anthropology. So, you know, people studies, but I couldn't look at myself. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, like, and I think, I think that's what, but I spent so much time focusing on other people and learning how to like almost manipulate people and really kind of get that's- into their brains. <laughs> 
so that's why I could completely understand why you would be attracted to me, even though you shouldn't have been, kind of thing, because yeah. I knew you had to work but certain things. But have you seen but... you? Of course I'll be attracted to you. I'm not blind. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my God. Thank you very much. She's, she's so, right same. now, guys, but she still you looks exactly everything. the same as she did all them years ago, 23 years old. Family, oh, my so. God. But, and okay. don't get it twisted. You were everything. Like, you were, like, my biracial dream. Like, do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, you were everything. You were everything. But, yeah. So, yeah, so um, since that time, I uh, graduated. I did actually take a year out. I was so I was so messed up at that time, wow. obviously going for everything. I had to mm. take a year out of university. Like, I remember locking myself in my room for like, in my room for like two, two weeks, not talking to anyone. So I took a year out. I came back, graduated, um, got into various relationships, had various different jobs, you know, as so many university leavers do, started working in fields that were nothing to do with my degree, marketing, <laughs> PA, all sorts of madness. Wow. Um, and then I think it, before I left London, which was the very big turning point of my life, I got into a relationship with someone mm-hmm. who I considered, you know, a very great love. I mean, one of the loves of my life, because I fall in love like every day, like it's just like whatever, <laughs> even though I'm engaged now. And I am with, I am honestly with the love of my life, but like, <laughs> I just love, I love people um, now. Um, so met this, met this girl completely when we moved in together the first person that i actually we got a house together um she was working she she wasn't from london so i moved her down to london we got a house together and then we spent you know never argued never had any any bickering any volatile situation had a really great relationship and one day she just got up and she said i'm leaving you can't do this anymore and cut off ties when I talk cut off ties left the house I had to pay the rest of the rent for that month um, left all her stuff blocked me on everything blocked me on all social media what did you do I didn't do anything I don't think I did anything but I would never know I would never know we just argued we never argued so even if it was like I'm pissed for you for this Mm. I wouldn't know we literally never said a bad word to each other wow but you know what? One thing that I've realised as well is that a lot of people do not speak up when something annoys mm. them. And one thing okay. that I've, I've, I've realised is that I'm someone who's very vocal and I, and I think more so yeah. than others when we were together. But, you know, and I don't understand why people don't just say how they feel at the time because maybe yeah. in that incident, you might, something might have been going on and she might have been feeling a type of way and it might have been... And she didn't say... And she didn't say it and then it just kept going yeah. on and she's just processing it all in her mind and her mind and her mind, making it worse than what it actually is. But, so that's what I'm just had to say that because whoever's yeah. listening, just please... Be true speak up. to yourself speak and up. speak up. It doesn't matter how people take it. You have to release yeah. and be yourself in this life. Or else why, 100%. Are you, why are you even connecting with anyone if you're not even <laughs> 100%. ready to say, you know, and be who you are? Like, what is this mark that I know- most people have? Like... Because I know, you know, I must have, I would, I must have not been easy to live with. I mean, I thought we had a great time, but you know, I wasn't healing back then. I mean, I was off doing all sorts of madness. I was really into the fetish scene at that point, and she wasn't. But I kept asking her every time I was, because I was, you know, into dominatrix work and just out there living my fetish fantasies. Um, and I kept asking her, you know, babe, is it okay if I go to this, or do you want to go to this together? And she was like, no, no, you do you. So it could have even been that. Maybe she just didn't want me out there getting whipped or whatever, and just had enough. <laughs> But she also had some health issues. If you, sorry, but if you, if you, oh, 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 okay, carry on, (laughs) Yeah, both, both. Uh, I'm just, if you hear, I'm just moving around the house a little bit. Um, Yeah.
Oh, she's moving around the house and now she has disappeared into the face of the earth. She has gone away. Will she come back? Nobody knows. Nobody knows. Sorry, guys, I'm, I'm eating. I'm eating. I'm eating some nuts. I don't know where she's gone. How can she do this in the middle of a podcast? Like, you hear me? Yep, yep, yep. Is that better? That's much better now. We're back on. We're back Fantastic. On but yeah, I just want to finish saying. But anyway, okay, so back to what we yeah. were talking about, Monique. <laughs> Hello. Yes. Sorry about that. Do you know what it was? Like I accidentally turned my laptop off and then I tried to go in on my phone and then it was a whole madness. But basically what I was saying, so yeah, moving from my Aquarian energy, toxic Aquarian energy, moving back into moving into my Cancerian energy. Yeah. So the girl left me. She just got up one day and said, I'm leaving you. Wow. It could have been multiple things. We never talked about it. I never got any closure. Um, and that was one of the most painful experiences I've ever been through. Not even because she was the love of my life, because I can't even remember much about her now. Like I don't, I don't even think we had anything in common. Who like I don't even know I what know I was doing. Do you know what I mean? But it's the fact I had no closure. So I am mm. such a, I'm the hugest advocate for closure now. Like even if it's the most painful thing, I will bring you into my house. I will yeah. tell you this, 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 and that. I will yeah. give you the space. Yeah. I'll give you the yeah. time. Yeah. I will let you yeah. verbally bash me say whatever you've got to say yeah. to get it out because you, i need to give you that closure because mm. i was denied that mm. and it almost broke me mm. it almost broke me mm. i mean i had to leave london i was people someone found me on the street once saying what happened to monique like and then <laughs> seriously someone walked past me and i was like drinking a bottle of cider like on the street oh <laughs> and they were like what happened to you you used to be blah 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 and i was like she left me and she won't unblock me like literally so I yeah so but i hate that whole yeah um thing we've got nowadays where i'm not going to deal with the situation i'm just going to block them and everything and did it yeah because it just shows that you don't value the person that you was with i'm sorry yeah in life and i'll never know i'll like never know face it and i don't i don't i'm thankfully i've realized over time what what I feel I need to work on and my attention, you know, yeah. through mirroring or whatever, but I don't know what I needed to work on back then. What she, if, if it was me, I know she had some health concerns, so it could have just all been her. Maybe yeah. she's done that before. I don't know any of her people cause she wasn't from my city. Oh. So I have nothing. Um, she blocked me, blocked my emails, phone calls, everything. So I literally never seen her again from the day she said, I'm leaving you. And that was 10 years to 11 years ago. Never saw her again. Oh. So that spiraled me out of control emotionally. As I said, closure is so important. Didn't get it. Broke down. My mum had recently moved out to Reading. Um, and I said to her, I'm coming. I have to come to you because I'm falling apart. Like I've got nothing in this city. And she was like, come, came to, came to stay with her, stayed on a sofa for a couple of weeks, got a job in town. Um, I love Reading. I'm obsessed with Reading. It's just home now, you know? Mm. Um, yeah, got a great job, got a great house. I was working for like Yellow Pages and, and doing like Google advertising and digital marketing Whoa, and all sorts of madness. And now, yeah, 10 years later, I'm still in Reading, two kids, single parent mm. by choice, mm. living my uh, best fantasy. Yes, and now let's unpack that. How did you <laughs> become a mother and, and what 
Yeah, just literally, this is, this is, you know what, it, you know what it is, girl. This is your time now. Yeah, I know what it is. Yeah, oh my goodness. Um, so yeah, basically, I, I think. Be, just to cut you, just yeah. to let the audience know. When I reunited um, with Monique last year, when she told me that she's a mother, not of just one, of two children, mm-hmm. I nearly passed out because the version of Monique that I knew was self-absorbed. Do you mm, know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So why then would that person want to then have children? In my there mind, is nothing. It was like, what? Like, <laughs> but you can't even be nice to people. How can you be nice to Exactly. Nice? But, you know, there... things change. But yeah. There is nothing that will bring you out of yourself. There is nothing that will make you be accountable for your actions. There's nothing that will make you fix yourself up, look at yourself and work on yourself more than having children. Okay. There's just like... You know, a may just phenomenal experience, and I'm so blessed that they have chosen me to be their parent and guide them. So, so blessed. Oh, here comes one now. <laughs> yeah. Um, so basically, what happened is four years before. So I have a five year old and a two year old. Mm-hmm. So four years before I had my son, mm-hmm. I started thinking about having children. I was sitting in my house with my steady, regu- steady job, mm-hmm. single, thinking. I want to start a family and because I've had that experience of being a lesbian, being a queer person, I knew that I didn't have to just lie down with a man and get pregnant. I knew about, I knew about sperm donation. I knew about, you know, you know, all sorts of things. So I, it was, it was natural for me to think, oh, okay, I can do this by myself. Um, I think I researched things and made sure I was sure for another year before I started, started doing at home insemination with a person like a, a known sperm, sperm donor, I guess there's a whole kind of like under underground sperm donation scene that there's a lot of people involved in. And so this person was being altruistic and they just, you know, helped me out basically. It was an awesome, awesome French, um, <laughs> physicist or something. Really, really cool. One second, Zyla, I'm just doing this. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay, dude. Yeah. So he basically agreed to help me out. Um, but I had a lot of fertility issues. I've got PCOS. Um, I had, I didn't ovulate. I had really, really long cycles. Um, that's my son in the background. All right, dude, go there. I'm coming in a minute. All right. Yeah. So, um, it took me, I, I tried at home for two years with this person. He was so, so cool. And I didn't get pregnant. So then I spent back to my doctor and they were like it's probably going to be really really difficult slash unlikely that you'll get pregnant just by yourself at home because of all these little things you've got going on she was like you can do IUI which is like um where they shoot you know sperm up into up through your cervix directly into your they shoot it up no just with like a syringe like (laughs) thing and they try to fertilize it that way Um, or you can go for IVF, which is where they remove the eggs, you know, from you. They fertilize them outside of you and then they put them back in. Hello, Ocean. That's my other child. Um, so I thought to myself, well, I'm just going to go for the IVF because they said, not right now, babe. They said, um, that the IUI, you know, might not work and things like that. So I said, I'll just go for the IVF. Yeah. And IVF, you know, anyone who's gone through that process is extremely emotionally, physically demanding, draining. You know, you're, bump, you're, pump, you're pumping yourself with synthetic hormones, basically. You're shutting down your ovaries. You're starting them up again. You're doing all sorts. Yeah, not not these ones, son. I'll get you the other ones. One second. Um, so I, yes, you can have these ones. I went through IVF, 
Mm. I um, they removed ten. I think was it ten embryos. Um, and not these ones. Not yet. One. One second. Yeah. So they removed ten embryos, and then I got pregnant. I was pregnant with twins. And no, no, no. I want that one. That's ocean. She talks so much, isn't it? Yeah, uh, so I got pregnant, yeah, pregnant with twins, and which is very common in IVF again. Oh. And um, unfortunately, I miscarried both of them. Very horrific experience because it happened over like days and days, and the doctors were really bad. And <laughs> yeah, lots of no, you cannot have these ones. I get your smoothie. Um, yeah, so um, then I took like a year out after that, you know, horrific experience. And then tried again with one because I had frozen embryos at this time. Um, tried again, had my son, Zylan, and that was awesome, amazing pregnancy, amazing birth. And then I think three years later, yeah, I went through the whole process again with and again with frozen, one of my frozen embryos and had my daughter, Osha Bodhi. So yeah so here we are then how was it then after giving birth to the son mm-hmm. how was you feeling then after that i actually developed postnatal anxiety i mean i don't want to say postnatal depression because i i don't feel like i was depressed i was i was highly anxious i developed mm. postnatal emotional just ridiculousness mm. so it was a very difficult time i don't actually remember God, like the first six months of, of, of my son's birth, um, you know, being born, which, which sounds so awful, but anyone who has experienced prenatal or postnatal mental health, um, challenges will know what it's like. You just black out. You know, my mum helped me a lot and it was so insane because never, never had a child. No, obviously, I mean, basically he was wanted. He was planned for mm-hmm. it. I painstakingly tried to have this child and mm-hmm. then all my dreams were realized. And all, all of a sudden I had a human life in my hands mm-hmm. and I didn't know what the F I was doing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. so yeah, it just went completely dark thank god like i had my mum around mm. she you know she helped me a lot she would take him for a couple of nights she would just it was just everything was new to me and i was completely mm. overwhelmed mm. you know they're saying you want to have children mm. and then there's having children exactly and exactly. you will never exactly. and ne- yeah and you will never understand what it's like unless you do you can you can try and like sympathize or empathize i'm not saying that you have to empathize because it's it is amazing but it's just mad mm. Like the things that come up for you, you know, child, a lot of, you know, you could be triggered. Even now at the moment, I'm dealing with um, childhood triggers that come up oh. for me with my own children. Thank God I'm aware and, you know, it's nothing that they are concerned with. It's just internally I, I'm having some kind of mm. things come up. And it's like, where's that come from? Like, so, um, yeah, so basically um, I had, yeah postnatal anxiety with him there's a fantastic charity um here called homestar i think most cities and towns have them mm. and it's just all about helping families and mothers and stuff like that with mm. like play groups and anything you need so i was put into a group called mums in mind mm. which is um art therapy for mums who have postnatal depression okay. or postnatal anxiety so yeah i was like making jewelry making doing paintings and there was a psychotherapist there and we talk about all our feelings you could bring the kids there was a crash oh. and i did that um mm. for like a month and 
yeah recovered from that and just started in yeah started enjoying being a parent Mm. yeah what you say is one thing saying you want to have a child but and then actually having it and actually your body changing and also oh like, yeah in, in your instance you know you were like you say you was pumping yourself up with synthetic hormones you had to mm-hmm. do things at a certain time and like all of this and then all of a sudden poof it's here it's yep. like whoa you know so like yeah. I, I get it and you know hats off to you um for for having you know that desire and then actually going through the motions to make that happen mm. for you to now be the woman that you are today because i personally feel even though we live in a time now where we're not bound to any gender and all of those mm-hmm. sort of things i do think it's important for those that have feminine female bodies to reproduce because that's yeah. the initial reason why our body was created ah. in the way that we've been created the way that we have this portal between our thighs mm. is not something to dismiss because it's a portal between life and death, the unknown. Ooh, that is a I very mean? bold statement. So, I like that. So, and it's a statement the, probably some people would have expected you yeah, to, to, to have. But, this is, but yeah. this is the thing, just because I am queer or gay or whatever label mm. you want to put me under doesn't mean that I'm going to dismiss biological facts. Do you understand? Oh. Because... because I'm living in this body. So yes. how could I disregard it and the power that it has? But it's only because yes. I understand things. So if you don't understand, the, you know, about uh, the body and the importance of every little thing that it makes you as you are, and yeah. that even in itself, woman and man doesn't actually exist. It's what we've been told, but we're just literally representations of the polar in our existence so you mm. will have a masculine and feminine but really and truly like my my you know um my see people them you know they don't mm-hmm. see man woman you and woman and man can should do whatever because they're they're not set to one because they're just an expression yeah. of life through a female um sorry through a human form but you know yeah. it, it gets technical but you know we live in a world now where people should have a choice well people do have a choice yeah. um to do what they want to do and that's their business that's not my business but for me mm-hmm. i would never disregard the power that i have and what i could do yeah and that i want to nurture my own children and bring life into, mm. this, into this world do you get what i mean like it's not it, i you know, get it when I was younger, and i, I like I was, that you know, no go on no, no, I was just saying, I get it. And, and I like that. And uh, I do feel very kind of like, this is what I was meant to do. Like, I don't want to um, put down anyone else, but this is like, yeah, you know, this is what I was meant to do. But I have, you know, some experience guilt sometimes, you know, sometimes I'm thinking, oh, should I, you know, have, am I being selfish by having bio? Should I just, yeah, is the world overpopulated? Overpopulated. That's a lie. It isn't. It isn't. That's no, it's just. I, ever told. I know, and but it's like sometimes you... people. Go on. Oh yeah, and I was just gonna say sometimes people, people just seem so pat. You know, when someone's so passionate about something, it makes mm. you question your own stuff. It's like, oh, mm. oh, but it isn't overpopulated. I know, mm. but yeah, I really love your take on it. I've got like a kind of interesting take on having children as well yeah. that um I have to often remind myself, like, because I'm of the belief that. um spirit so you know a, a spirit chooses their experience and a spirit uh, soul chooses their the parent and who, you know how they how they come into this world and who guides them through this world mm. and i just feel i i see myself less as you know their mum mum monique or mummy or you know mother parent mm. and more as just a vessel and a facilitator mm. 
So it's like little things when people say, oh, your kids. And I'm like, mm, well, they're not mine. They don't belong to me. You know, they well, chose to come to this that's earth through me. For me, <laughs> just the way you're seeing it and your language, and that's how it should be. Because mm-hmm. sometimes parents then think their child has to do whatever they want them to do. Or, yeah. And, and it's literally, we have all come here with our own makeup. Like, we are made mm-hmm. up different. And we have our own fate, our own destiny. And as a parent, you're meant to guide and, and enable the child. And look, I even see this as when I teach children. It's not for mm-hmm. me to tell them what to do. It's for me to see what's in them and then push them. Not push them, but just literally guide them in the way that they need to be guided into what mm-hmm. they're really good at. It's not for me to be like, I want you to do this. I want you to do this. Obviously, teach them right from wrong. But at the same time, allow them the space. And I know you do that with your kids. To yes. be who they are. My children are very free. They're, you know, they're very wild. Some might, some, that makes a lot of people uncomfortable. I've, I've come up with a lot of people who um, feel that that is uncomfortable for them. Um, but yeah, they're very free. They're very wild. You know, my son, he's five and I literally have had no say in what he wears for three years, dresses himself. And he makes multiple outfit changes a day. He comes in new outfits. He, he even got me to cut up like he has a Spider-Man costume and he got me to cut it up so it can just be like this, this top. And he looks like an eighties backup dancer. And he's just like walking around in this like crop top, crop Spider-Man top, <laughs> loving life. Um, yeah. So, you know, he just does, <laughs> he does what he wants. And as long as they're safe and they're fed and they're loved and I'm interacting with them and everything, they can, they can, you know, it, it used to infuriate my gran. So my gran is 85. She lives in Dominica. Okay. a small Caribbean island. We went to visit her last year. Actually, we met my fiance, but um, yeah, so we went to visit her last year and my it would infuriate my grand that I would give my children choices, wow. that I would consider their opinions. You know, she was like, don't don't let him rule you. She was like shouting at me for letting Xylan rule me because I was giving him a choice whether he wanted to go to the beach or whether he wanted to go for a walk or something. Mm. She was like, you have to be in charge. And I get that. Like, I get yeah. that. You need... It, it's better. I think it's... Well, most, a lot of people work best with organisation in a certain level of like you know, we're going to do this at this time kind of thing. Mm. And that works well for some people, but I don't believe in treating children as if they, they, they have no right to, to have an opinion or they don't know what they're, cause they're you know, they're, of course I get up in the morning and I say, what well, you know, unless we have something fixed, I say, what do you want to do today, kids? Oh. You know, sometimes and then, and it's like, that, oh. that make them feel then that they are worthy of to be heard. That their yes, needs of course. And desires can actually be, you know, listened to. Because I think when you're, you know, straight down the middle, like it's my way or no way, and then yeah. the child, then like we were saying earlier, they don't speak up because they feel like, oh, well, no one cares. I've had conversations even. Exactly. People said, well, I was raised this type of way, so I'm only now coming out of actually knowing that I can speak up or I can do what I actually want yeah. to do in life. I don't have to put everyone else before me or, you know. So, yeah, like, what you're doing is actually going to enable your children in the future to be very confident. And then why not? And this is the thing that I'm trying to see. It's like, it's like we've been conditioned to literally just be so scrudged up like a little fucking... A hundred percent. Even, like, I had an experience with my son's nursery. So, um, one time, so my son, so Zylan's middle name's Truth Seeker. So, you know, like, he lives up to that a lot, I, I find. And there was one experience when um, the nursery, when I went to pick him up, they were like, oh, you know, he did get in a little bit of trouble today you know he was being a bit bad or whatever and I was like oh god what did he do like you know punch a kid or something like that she's like no he just kept asking why 
kept going, why, why, why? And I was like, good. Cause I exactly. how, when did being, when did questioning something mm-hmm. be a bad thing? And if they're trying to instill that in two year olds and three year olds and four year olds, like, is there any reason why I'm gonna, I'm gonna be, I'm homeschooling? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know what y'all are trying to put into my children's heads. And you hit the so, nail on the head. Why wouldn't yeah. you want a child to be a critical thinker? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do, do you know yeah. what I mean? But, you know, that's another, yeah. that, 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 that's just how society wants people to be is, you know, is literally sheeple. You know, you of go along with the crowd and, and, but that's not being authentic because everyone's got their own mission on this earth. Everyone's got yeah. their own spark. You know, not everyone is the same. And that's the boring yeah. world to live in. But unfortunately, that is the direction that the world is trying to take us all so that we mm-hmm. will never be able to have any difference. Or if it's different, it has to be different to their scale or mm, something that's going to yeah. keep us. Like, for instance, with the football that's happened, you know, oh, we my knew goodness. they were going to do that. I even when I was, I preed it because I wanted to pre it just to yeah. know what, what the outcome would be and how people would go on. But when the penalty thing was going on, I knew 100% that they they were going to start on these guys because they're young black yeah. boys. But it's the same, <gasps> same old shit. It's always this divide and rule. It's always this racism. It's always this Oh, my God. We all know what the hell goes on, but we all know as well, this country was built on yeah. it. But at the same time, not every single person in this country is a racist. Do you get what I mean? Exactly, not every exactly. Um, you know, sees the world in the way that these extremists, you know, these hooligans do and whatever. But... When you're putting this in the media, then all you, it gets people like ourselves, it gets us rattled up or whatever because mm-hmm. we have to live with that. Well, we've lived with that sort of oppression or racism, so it kind of triggers. And I feel like yeah. that's what they do. They love, especially in this new world that we're living in, they just want mm-hmm. to constantly pull at your emotions and distract you and make you give your energy into things that don't actually matter. Even the fact that, mm-hmm. you know, we're in the most um, apparently... Um, scariest times of this, you know, global pandemic. <laughs> oh my but gosh, yeah. we can go down to the pub, right, and go and watch yeah. a football game that has nothing to do with us at That's all. That's the thing. When they get their paychecks, they're not feeding us, yeah? Yeah. But, you know, the people that have invested in the industry, they need their money. They had a year where they couldn't get it. They need their money. So that's the whole reason why, for me, the football was an absolute disgrace. Yeah. Because how can you be you know putting all your time and energy when there's people up and down the country that are losing their lives you know being locked mm-hmm. up in care homes all of these different things that are going it's on so infuriating yeah well you know you can go to the pub and spend all your money on the expensive <laughs> yeah. beer when you know what i mean i'm just like you lot don't understand what priorities are it's so infuriating and and, and, and yet yeah, so transparent, you know, like I've had a few friends kind of like, so you mean to tell me I can't go and watch my children's sports day, mm-hmm. but, you know, thousands and thousands of people can yeah. congregate in an arena to yeah. watch, watch a football game. Yeah. It's yeah. just like rules and then they bend the rules so that they work for them, but they don't work for everyone else, you know, even how like, oh, yes, we could just go in, we could just go into oh, it for a can, lot, to be can, honest, but... It's just like even little things how like, you know, so, you know, there was supposed to be this whole Indian variant that came out and um, and how, you know, it, it came and out that. Bon- yeah. 
And it came out that Boris Johnson had delayed putting like India on the on the red list or something just because he still had deals and talks to have over there. So he wanted to be able to like fly, you know, but then all of a sudden, as soon as everything's wrapped up for him. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, it's too dangerous. Oh, yeah. We've got to put you guys on the red. It's just like ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. And this is the thing with this time. It's just so much confusing because there's so much misinformation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what's making yeah. it even more confusing. The fact that there's just so much different misinformation out there that you don't even really know what the fuck is going on. So that's why I feel like it's important just to go with your intuition and what your spirit is telling you if it's right and what. Yeah. And to just be integral to yourself and do what you want to do for yourself. Um, yeah. To make yourself happy because at the end of the day, you know, no one's going to live your life for you. And the more time that you keep giving away your power, the more time you're taking away from your own life, the more that you're riddled with fear and you don't want to leave the house and all of that, you're taking time off of your own life. Do you get exactly. what I mean? If you look into medicine and different things about the body, you being in your house 24-7 is, is really bad for your immune system. But oh, you know, um, yeah. this is mm-hmm. why they're, they're, you know, since this thing has started... The government have never told anyone to the nutrition or what you can do in a natural way to keep your immune system high. All they're doing is putting fear into people yeah. and providing pharmaceutical drugs which have no evidence that prove, um, no evidence to show that it prevents you from this so-called deadly virus, which has I know. a high percentage of recovery. You know, and even even little things like even little things like you know it's so deadly it's so like contagious and everything but oh don't feel free feel free to like recycle your mask in a supermarket we don't need any biohazard bins or anything it's just like oh. <laughs> so it's kind of like you know, conflicting information exactly. you're outside to go into the supermarket but yet you're rubbing up and touching up all of the things. No, it was so deadly. They wouldn't let anyone touch anything, and you would literally have to yeah. go to the shop, tell them what you want, and they would have to go and get it themselves for you. If they and, really oh didn't, God. you know, if it really was as dangerous as the same. But what it's all psychological. All of this that is happening, mm-hmm. and you probably know anyway because you're a smart woman. Well, some medical professionals have actually come out, some like university, um, you know, um, doctors and stuff like that have actually come out to say that they feel they have, this was in The Guardian, actually, um, someone sent it to me, they feel that they have gone too far in terms of fear mongering and stuff like that. They They feel that they have been putting out information that isn't true in order to scare people into complying. And they've admitted it. They're like, oh, shit, we've gone too far with this one. You know, well, they've admitted it. Day, you know, The Guardian. Oh, you did? Yeah, walking down the street. And they interviewed oh. me. So I was asking, like, what our opinions was on, like, all the restrictions and all that. And obviously, me yeah. and I said what I said. And oh, like, yes. So I wonder if they're going to use it. I don't even know if it because she said it will be up the next day, so I, I didn't even check. It there, but yeah, apparently it was going to be in there, but I should check maybe to see. But yeah, but apparently they were like an independent. Yes, so I'm not surprised to hear that they were talking like that. Yes, yeah, yeah. They, I, when I used to be into newspapers, I don't, I don't, well, who buys newspapers anymore? Exactly. I only had that article because someone sent it to me. But when I used to be into that, I used to, I don't watch the news and all that stuff. But um, The Guardian was one of my favourites back in the day. I mean, I don't know how impartial they are now, but they used to be quite cool. Mm-hmm. 
But yeah, it's just all, it's just a, a very interesting time and just everyone's trying to make sense of it in the, in the best way they can. Someone the other day said that for them, COVID stands for creating our vision in detail. And I was yeah. like, okay, dude. That's, that's infinite orders. That's infinite orders. Yeah. Yeah, he like, says that. I see that. you, I see you, I see you. Because he's trying I was to like, people. That's what it is. I know. Do you <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and to just allow people to wake up to their true potential because that's all it is. You know, when yeah. you know yourself, you know how much you are worth. You're not willing to settle for certain things in your life. You're mm-hmm. not willing to mm-hmm. be lied to. You're not willing to be manipulated. You're not willing to be disrespected. You're not willing to to harm your children. You're not. You know, mm-hmm. there's, mm-hmm. there's a certain level to self love. Do yes. You know what I mean, and I feel like when me and you interacted, I didn't have that. I didn't even, you know. Me Neither and, did I. You know, did we? Isn't did that we? crazy? Two beings that were both, you know, probably had a lot in common in terms of like, you know, things that we may have gone through or whatever. Um, and both it's so desperately in need of love. Yeah. But just it did, you know, just coming at it, you know. I mean, I know what part I played in, in the in the whole thing, but. Just coming at it in the most unhealthy, ridiculous way. Well, for me anyway. No. No. And this is what I've come to the realisation, Monique, you know, with Mm -hmm. that relationship with other ones that have come, is that, you know, no matter how much we try and deny and be like, oh, we're not like our parents, I'm not going to make the same mistakes. Mm. We are literally representations of these people. Of course. I've connected with certain people, you know, even I'll I'll put you in the mix as well, because I watched my mum be in a relationship with someone who was not giving her the same yes was, yeah you know it was unbalanced the whole time so a hundred percent we are so connected exactly, like that exactly so then i thought okay well that's how it's meant to be and even now i've started to realize you know that i keep now it's a different thing it's similar but it's the fact i keep attracting certain people who mm-hmm. need healing because now yes. I've healed certain parts of myself or whatever. But then I also have so much compassion because of where I've been or whatever that I'm like, oh, but, you know, but I'm like, you know, I see that, you know, the reason why I would have accepted that before is because I didn't understand mm. my worth and I didn't understand relationships. And I, like I said to you in the beginning of the podcast, I thought, oh, you know, I, I could change you, you know, with me. Yeah. And I think that's maybe what my mum thought with my dad. Oh, it would be different. He, you know, did, but mm-hmm. it's like, I'm sorry, no, like. If someone shows you who they are, you have to believe them and you have to yeah. love yourself and respect yourself enough to know that you can move on. And, and I think that's what I've had to really um, unpack within myself is my own self-worth. Because even with, like, for instance, someone I don't even give a shit about, yeah, I would mm-hmm. still feel like my old Chantel self being like, oh, like, why can't I keep anybody? Like, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Like, I don't even and like you. I don't even That's like interesting. <laughs> It's interesting that, like, you know, you did mention, because we, we spoke a little bit briefly the other day, that these things keep coming up for you. And I remember you were saying, you know, why do I keep attracting these broken people? Why do I keep attracting what's like, what's wrong with these people? Why do they keep coming to me kind of thing? Do you ever think, like, do you ever flip it and think, okay, so what is it in myself that yeah, I need that, to no, address no, 100%, 100%. for the reason? Yeah. That's what I've been doing. Like, when I, even when I sent you that voice, I was thinking, oh, my God, the way I'm saying it as if it's like... Because it's not that. It's, it's not obviously. I know it's, it, everyone's a reflection, isn't it? So yeah, I do see the reflection. So what healing is it in you that you still have to work it's myself, to have to do? It's the worth of knowing that because what, when I'm talking about these recent ones, yeah, mm. um, 
it's it's not been what I truly in my heart and my soul want. I've just been surface based and said it's just sex. I just want sex. Mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. they've misinterpreted interpreted me thinking I mm. want more from them, but I don't want more from them because I know they can't offer me that, but I know they can provide that surface-based shit. But it's true to my heart and my soul. The reason why it's not working out and they're interpreting it in a different way is because I actually do deserve to have someone proper and not or ting-ting or whatever. Do you know what I mean? So I think that's what it is. But, you know, there are parts of me, and I know there are are wounds in me that will never, you know, they will never be um, fully gone. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But... the thing is, the reason why I can say that some of these people is because their shit or what or their wounds is still affecting them to the point they're not living their truth. And I know of course, that yeah. I'm now living in my truth because before I wasn't living in my truth. So I can tell that there's a difference. But it's like I be I get drawn and I'm starting mm-hmm. to realize like some people they're not even they don't even like me. They like what I do. Yeah, yeah. And they yeah. And they think that being around me or whatever, because I, you know already, you know, my energy is very, you can feel my energy and this is how I've got, mm-hmm. where I've got to and like people have said, oh, your energy, oh my mm. gosh, like when you come on stage, when you come to the thing, your energy, like, you know, so I feel like they get mm-hmm. drawn in with this energy thing, but they know that they can't really um, give it Handle back. it. <laughs> yeah, they can't handle it, but they also can't give it back. Yeah, yeah. You get what I mean? So, because before, back in the day, I used to beat myself up about it and think, oh, what's wrong with me? You know, but yeah. I love who I am. I love that. I'm and that's, and that's the key that thing. That's the key thing. It's like, even like, so if you know the other time when we were talking about like memories and stuff like that, and I said to you, you know, like, I might, I, I, I have a very funny memory. Like, I don't remember many things. I, I'm like, I, I can blank out on so many things that would probably seem like important to other people. And I know you felt really sorry for me. Like, you were like, that's so sad. You know, like, life is all about memories. And then I was like, I've come to terms with that. Like, I think it's a great thing now. And, and then you was like, you sound triggered. And I'm thinking, but why should shouldn't I be able to love love something that you might find that's like no less desirable I mean to granted I probably was triggered as well at the time because I was just speaking to (laughs) someone who was my girlfriend for so long but um yeah it's just kind of like so why shouldn't we be able to love the intense parts of ourselves the emotional parts of ourselves the things that people might find a little bit like oh god you know it's like it's taken me so long i used to really i used to really as you said beat you know beat myself up for like why can't i remember that i used to say things like my memory's shit you know blah 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 and it's like why am i speaking so negatively about myself like you know it is how it, it is what it is and i've met other people who are the same so it's not just me i've got two of my best friends Two, because I've got like four best friends. I would, I would say, um, and two of them, both Pisceans, um, similar birthdays, and they both, we both have these big gaping holes in our memories, and we just constantly. Like, even yesterday, I was speaking to one of my best friends, and I was like saying, you know, your half a brain and my half a brain makes a whole. Like, like oh. together, like we can piece together things, but we just laugh about it now. And like, I've got my other friend. Everything that we talk about happened when we were seven years old, because I can't oh. like, like I've time and dates are really, are really like, crazy for me. But you know, time doesn't exist, so like, why should I be focusing on that anyway? But but yeah like we always kind of like this happened at seven this happened at seven and we just laugh about how kind of messed you know sketchy our brains are but up until that point it was a very troubling thing for me and a very upsetting thing for me Mm. but i think you know what in talking about 
memories. I think that's what's hindered me, actually. Me being such a sentimental person and holding yeah. on to memories and this and that. Because it's funny, because then I, I've actually then, the same time as connecting with you last year, I connected with another ex, and she was doing exactly the same thing. She remembered everything. Oh, my oh, God. Yeah. Every fucking thing. Yeah. I can't remember anything. So I See, it happens. <laughs> yes, because obviously, like, obviously it's different for everyone, but I think yes. when I was with that person, I wasn't really into them like they were with me. So, yeah. you know, I just, you know what I mean? Like, I'm just... I just and I was a bit worried... Shit. And I was a bit worried that me not remembering stuff would do a disservice to you. Like, I would never want you to feel that you weren't one of the most important experiences and relationships in my life because I can't tell you how we met or what happened that night when we went out or even how long we lived together. Like, it's still, you know it was it's a life a lifelong effect that that you know you had on my life but i just wouldn't I've, i didn't i never wanted you to think that you didn't mean anything because i couldn't remember you know um, anything you were always honest this is the thing you 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 always even though we had our whatever but you was always real with who you are yes and it yes was, it was always me like i'm either gonna accept this or walk away i always knew that you had issues with your memory anyway so mm. i'm not taking it personal because at the okay, end of the day good. the connection that we have it, it still feels to me after all these years similar to how it yeah. was back in the day which is mad Whereas and i'm so person, blessed so we blessed are, we are so blessed because you know what we've made it this far give thanks like yeah i haven't even made it to this age do you know what i'm saying so, exactly oh my god of course and you know us catching up and finding out about people who have passed and things like that yeah it really does bring it home mm-hmm. um yeah we, we live a life where we're not able like you were saying before you know to give each other the the, the space and charity that we needed because we were in each other's lives and this is the thing that gets to me and I get mm-hmm. I get that you know sometimes people can't they don't want to face it or I've been so toxic to them or whatever but mm-hmm. in my soul and I think it's my Virgo moon self because Virgos mm-hmm. want answers they need to know <laughs> what the fuck like you know but just it's like I, I've also even today I realised what it is is because I see people as investments and not as much mm-hmm. I'm consciously doing it but if I'm investing in you and putting time in yes and all of these things i at least deserve a bit of respect do you get what i mean of you Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. or a person sorry being able to communicate and say you know what this is what's happened i don't want to ever speak to you again or or whatever but then because i've dealt with that with my recent ex you know ended really toxic and whatever um and we both did things on each side, but it's like, I can always get mm-hmm. to the point of, actually, you're a human being, and we both did things wrong. I apologize. I want to apologize for what I didn't. Do you know what I mean? But I'm trying to learn, yeah. that actually, I can't always do that, because not everyone is even wants that, and not everyone um, is able. Do you get what exactly. I mean? Exactly. I feel like I'm always able to look beyond it and be like, okay, let's move on, because I just don't have anyone in my life, and I've realized I don't just yeah. have people in my life, whether it's relationships, whether it's friendships, whatever. I give people 100 million percent. Mm. So when people don't give me that back or, or, or act as if, you know, I was nothing to them, yeah. because yeah. I'm thinking, hold on, but when you were with me, you weren't nothing to me, because I was there for you. Don't yeah. die, whatever you need, I'm there. Heart, yeah. love. So for you to not even just give me the the the, the um, grace of, of yeah. being able to to just speak and whatever, I just think, wow, like I have to let that go and just accept that not everyone 
is where I'm at. Um, but the fact yeah. that I've been able to um, to communicate with you and communicate with my other um, other ex last year, I needed that. That closure, that that yeah, and that's why I said that's what is so important for me. Like, if I hadn't have experienced what I went through with with that, you know, the the my ex who just got up one day and said she was leaving, it took me two years. It took me two years to be all right with a breakup with someone that I wasn't even with. With I don't think we were together for like a year. Mm. You know, it took me two years, and I was in intense therapy, like every week for three and a half three and a half years mm-hmm. two of two of those years it, you know after two years I was okay about her and then was working on other stuff mm-hmm. but just the importance of having that space give someone giving you the space to to yeah get that closure mm-hmm. like it's just so important and I'm just such a big advocate for it so especially, anything that ever happens in my life now yeah especially when you know that life is not promised and anything can happen so it's like, exactly. I don't, you know, unfortunately with OP that we both have, I mm-hmm, found out that we mm-hmm. both knew, OP was a very close person in my life, um, listeners. And Same, she, yeah. She was a, you know, big sister to me. And, mm-hmm. you know, me and her fed out and we stopped talking for a few years and it was something mm-hmm. so stupid and, you know, just miscommunication. And mm-hmm. then I heard that she passed away. Like, I've got to live with that. I never ever oh, my to God. say to her. You know, even though I, I tried to, like, when yeah. we, you know, I said, you know, I, I love you, blah, blah, blah. But I never, we never got to just reconcile and just have a smile and a laugh and a joke. Because it wasn't like she was just casually in my life. Like, yeah. She played, she, she, if I would not be singing right now, yeah. if it was not for her telling me to buy a mic, to get oh the right God. mic, to do this, like, I've got goosebumps all over my body, pushing me to go on stage and perform, telling me, you know, you're yeah. sick, go and do it, like... If I didn't have people like like OP in my life, I would not be living my dreams right now. I so, cannot believe. I still can't believe that she's gone. Like I, I, I log on to Skype and she's she's still there. Like I still can't, I can't believe, believe that she. I just when you told me, I was just like, no, no, because again, like she wasn't. We we didn't have. We weren't in touch frequently. We didn't end on any bad terms. We just kind of, you know, you just kind of stopped talking to a person for you know whatever reason. But we were for a good period spending a lot of time together, talking every day, physically together for a very long time. Not dating in any way. We were just she really, really. Like that. She used to use a lot of these um, dating apps and everything like that to connect with other people. Just to connect, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, we were just like that. I mean, we even we actually went on a speed dating event once. We went Aww. to a, a polyamorous speed dating thing. So we were both there as, like, friends date, doing speed dating with, like, multiple people. <laughs> it was too much for her, like, and she just kind of, like, just gri- gripped onto me and just, like, just wouldn't even look at anyone. And I was like, okay, we're going to go now. But um, <laughs> I just can't believe it. And it's just time, innit? Things like that. It's just, like... We had the opportunity to say something to someone. We don't know how long that opportunity, you know, will last. And not to say, like, I'm not one of those people that, you know, like, I hate that saying, like, live each day like it's your last. Like, I think that gives, that's that's too stressful. You know, some days all I want to do is stay in bed and, and watch cartoons. Like, that's cool. I don't need to be out there doing freaking yoga and climbing mountains and stuff like that every <laughs> single day. I could happily pass on, I could leave my body today and be happy even though I haven't left the house. So I think it's not so much about living each day like it's your last, like you've got to be out there doing something every minute, but just be able to get to the end of the day and be proud of yourself even if it was an awful day even if it was your worst day be proud that you that you made it and what you've done to get through yeah 
And that's it. So, and yeah. That, and that's honouring yourself. Mm-hmm, You're being mm-hmm. intentional with your life. Exactly. Do you get what I mean? But, you know, these are the motions that we all go through. We, we, we're we now in our 30s, but we didn't know mm-hmm. this 10 years ago. Oh, we my gosh, go I know. And, and if like, someone, older person tried to tell us, we'd have been like, bitch, please, mm-hmm. sit down. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't know what you're talking about. You know, and then we're going to get to 40 and be like, what the hell was I thinking when I was 30? Like, that's the beauty of life. It's, ever, it's always evolving. It's always yeah. evolving. It's never just, I mean, it, Sometimes it is the same, and then you, you know, sometimes that they're the people that are not yes. honoring their life in any way because your life should not be the same that it was 10 years ago. I'm sorry. Exactly. There yeah. might be little if, residue, if, like, similarity, <laughs> like similar to what it was 10 years ago, but it, you can't be exactly the fucking same. It, shouldn't, it can't be, no. Everything has to evolve, everything has to change, everything has to move in some direction. Nothing, you know, life in itself is a living, breathing entity that is constantly on the move. So, yeah, yeah, mm. <laughs> it can't be. But yeah, you know, that's that. I'm just so blessed that you. I mean, we, we, where did we we did we reconnect on? We, re, we reconnected on a dating app. Like, I'm wait, 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 I'm wait, the wait, same. Hold on like, a second though, I need to pee pee. So, if oh you yeah. Tell people how we reconnected. I'll be back. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay, guys. This is real. This is it. So yeah, we reconnected on a dating app. Um, I'm not sure if Chantel wants to divulge the information of where, so I'll just say dating app. And it was literally like I couldn't believe that she was messaging me. I, I couldn't. I just couldn't believe that I was seeing this person after over a decade. I thought would never want to speak to me again and to be honest I didn't blame her and it was just a simple message on a dating dating site and that was it we started talking like we were literally had been talking the day before like it just goes to show what time growth ever you know evolution all these things do and I'm just I'm just so blessed I, I just feel so blessed that she spoke to me so blessed that you know she gave yeah I was just saying that I just felt so blessed I told them like we met on a dating you know that we met on a dating um app and reconnected on a dating app again and I was just so blessed that you spoke to me I think you did you message me first or not did I message you first I can't even remember that I think I, think I, I, think I saw you or something and I, I was just yeah I was just in that that space of like oh my yeah. god yeah I was just no malice no nothing just you know, and I just couldn't believe That's it. What I was thinking in my head, like, yeah, and I was in Dominica, wasn't I? Like, yeah. so because I got so, I, as I said earlier, I went to visit my grandmother in Dominica. Took took both children last year and ended up getting stuck, quote unquote, stuck there for oh six months because gosh, of COVID. Yeah. So yeah, I was just like, wow. And I was going through so, so many life changing things as well at that time. And I just couldn't believe it. I was like, you graced me with a message like oh. over a decade. I couldn't believe it. And then we just spoke like we'd always been talking, didn't we? It was just it like, was just it just so felt weird. natural. And we both like, I think we'd, we'd, we're both vegan now. Like, yeah, like things like that, so like both really spiritual. Yeah, like it's I just, was a witch. this is the thing you yes. introduced me into all of that sort of, even though I didn't really understand and I didn't really mm-hmm. ask you too much, but do you know what I mean? Like you kind yes. of introduced me into that sort of thing. And still, um, yeah, still from a little witchy poo. Probably not like, yeah, I'm, I'm doing, yeah, I'm still doing a lot of, a lot of stuff, a lot of witchy things. Um, but yeah, and then we just got chatting and then you came up here to visit me yeah. and the children and you stayed over and we had, we had a few rums and I, I vacated really quickly because I'm, I get mum drunk now. So yeah. literally one minute yeah, I'm talking. She never used to, like, <laughs> I know. Her juice. 
juice. I know. You'll be back on our juice and doing a little wine at the same time, you know, the little TikTok. Remember the little TikTok? Oh my God, yeah. But now, dude, honestly, I had a, I had a cider. So I got a cider the other day and I could only drink half. The other half went in the, in the sink. I'm the same. Oh, that's like... Yeah. So yeah, we reconnected and you came here and we just had, you know, you introduced you to my children, the little versions yeah. of me and... It's just been, it's been awesome. You came on my podcast or my like little show thingy for yeah, for so, uh, my work. Yeah, so support you. That was did, awesome. Did you want to talk a bit about um, support you? Um, it's okay. I mean, I'll mention it just in case anyone is interested and wants to connect with, with us. But obviously this, this podcast isn't about, you know, my work. But um, yeah, so I work for an LGBT um lgbtq plus charity resource center it's based in reading but we cover the whole of the thames valley um but we 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 we, you know reach out and work with everyone you know people across the uk recently did something with um a south asian um lgbtq plus activist in birmingham um but yeah i mean we have a helpline we do counseling we offer counseling sessions um we do events, all sorts of things like that. Um, we have like a little on, an online show we do every month. We do serious campaigns like against domestic violence and, you know, sexual abuse and things like that. Refugees, um, asylum seekers, all under the LGBTQ plus umbrella. And I'm very fortunate, very fortunate to work. It's such an amazing, the people in this charity are just, they're like family. They're awesome, oh, awesome people. Incredible. Recently, like our my boss took us on a well-being day, like to a spa and everything. Oh. You know, super, super, so cool. They're really accommodating. The fact I have children, I work mm. from home. Awesome. Super, super cool. So yeah, um, I am the cultural engagement officer. I'm, I'm so I'm, I'm I deal with all things that are like you know about um, Caribbean, African, mm. Indian, Asian, all sorts of different um, okay. ethnicities under the yeah LGBTQ plus um, umbrella. And you was just so gracious enough to come on our little show yeah, that um, really Sofa Talks that. Really and have a chat that. with me like about you and your stuff. So yeah, so you did that. It's like one minute you know we, we weren't ever going to talk again. The next minute you're on my show now I'm on your podcast it's like this is crazy and that's why I just have to you know thank you for for being able to do it and wanting to do it you know because I just you know I just think it's important you know for Mm -hmm. certain people's stories to be heard and I feel like our one's very unique um, mm. and you know it just shows the growth that we've had as women now that you know we're yes. not holding any malice we're not living in the past you know mm-hmm. um, yes able to move forward and accept each other for who we are now in the present oh my know? god yeah because like what i was saying before sometimes the memories are, are you know even though i'm saying i said to you oh yeah but how can you not remember but also yeah. memories that can be really detrimental because that can sometimes mm-hmm. cause anxiety and all these feelings because you're you're thinking of what happened in the past and is that going to happen again? Yeah. Or, you know, you're not in the present and, and it's, if you're not living in the now, then how can you create your future? Yes, you know I mean? exactly. Like what you were saying, you, you've got to um, be proud of yourself each day. So what are you, mm-hmm. what are you actually focusing on? Because yeah, if you're focusing yeah. on heartache and this and that or whatever, then how can you bring in something fresh that is actually good for you in the now? So yes, really, exactly, exactly. So, you know, I'm just really glad. I'm just, yeah, I'm just really appreciative of, of this moment right now um, because it's like a little capsule Blessed. of time. And even though mm-hmm. time doesn't really exist, 
unfortunately our bodies are bound to it you get exactly I mean? yeah exactly our bodies are bound to it so exactly and we need it to navigate through certain you know certain exactly. things like even like with my children I, I remember I went through a phase of not um acknowledging breakfast lunch or dinner time because I was like time doesn't exist kids <laughs> And that just landed me like, I was in such a mess. I was like, what are we doing now, mom? I was like, eh, we're eating food in an indiscriminate time. Like, it was just ridiculous. <laughs> I have to reintroduce certain the concepts. But yeah, ultimately, you know, time is a man-made thing. So it's not really anything, but we use it to our advantage. And it does help us, a lot, you know, heal and, and, and describe and explain things. But yeah... <laughs> I just yeah. wanted to kind of touch on as well, like your relationship because you're you're engaged. I am, um, yes. Which I was like, wow, when I heard that. Um, I know. So <laughs> yeah, I would really love for you to kind of share your experience um, in meeting your fiance and having that long distance relationship. Um, yes. So um, I, yeah, I'm engaged to um, my girlfriend, a woman. Um, we met in Dominica, so yeah. Um, when I went over to visit my grandmother, we yeah we met over there. Um, my grand lives in a very very tiny tiny village in Dominica, and I remember seeing um, my girlfriend or my fiance, you know, walking down the street, and I was like to my grand, "Who is that?" Oh <laughs> and then she was like, "Oh," and she was like, "Oh, that's you know Tabik, that's my girlfriend, my fiance's name, Tabik Monique." Um, and she was like, "Yeah, blah blah blah," and I was like, "Oh." Um, and yeah, we just kind of connected, fell in love, had our own little kind of crazy love story. You know, uh, she keeps me on my toes. Mm. She's strong. She's emotionally and physically strong mm -hmm. and she handles bullshit and she throws it back and she's, mm. she's a strong person. You know, she's a Leo, Leo son. So she's very lion-esque. Um, and, um, I, we went to stay in a really beautiful hotel for her birthday and she, she proposed to me on her birthday and I was wow. like, yeah, cool. Let's do it, baby. Mm -hmm. So yeah. So it's been difficult. Um, you know, she lives over there. I live over here, but to be honest, not that difficult for me because I have a lot of experience of long distance relationships. Okay. I used to prefer them. Maybe I even still prefer them. There's probably a little bit of like stuff to work out there, but, um, yeah so it's long distance we haven't actually seen each other for nearly a year now wow. um, I left her I left her so we spent six months together mm. I left her August last year and she is due to fly over on Friday Amazing. for two months so yeah getting married and stuff we both really just want to get married quite quickly and just to just to do it we're not like it's kind of like i want the ceremony and stuff but i just want to be married to her like mm. i just want to be able to call her my wife and not my wifey mm. um and just have that experience you know my friend one of my friends was like oh don't rush into it and i was like why not like it's an experience mm. and then you know if we if we split up the divorce will be an experience how cool is that yes, like yes, <laughs> have a mad but you know i'm not thinking like that but just you know to, to invite any experience whatever um mm. But um yeah, so yeah, that's that's yeah, that's we've been together as I said for, for since last March. So you were saying and, that you yeah. prefer the long distance relationship. So so what is it is is it she going to move over here or are you going to move over there because so the loose plan the loose plan is for i mean is, is for us to move over to dominica so the good yeah. thing is before i met tabik i had all these 
plans in my head anyway. Nothing's actually really changed. I went to Dominica to visit my grandmother, but also to look at the possibility of spending half of my time there and half my time here. I love I love England, but I would prefer to spend my winter months somewhere else because the winter it can be very difficult for me. Um, and I thought, why not go back to like my quote unquote like homeland or whatever? So um, I went over there to look into that. Met Tabby. She's not, she doesn't really want to leave Dominica. So, you know, it works out. So our loose plan at the moment is saving up and working towards buying some land in Dominica, building a house. Um, I really want an animal sanctuary. Um, she wants to do like sports teaching or cause she's like a, she's a PE teacher, but she's a footballer and a gymnast and as well. So oh, wow. she wants to get back into that stuff mm. and yeah, just kind of live our life in a semi nomadic fashion, mm. um, with a two, two home bases basically. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's the really loose plan. I really Thank you. Because you, know? you do hear a lot of the times that when people get into these sort of relationships that they meet someone abroad and that, you know, especially when it comes when people are coming from places like the Caribbean, mm-hmm. sometimes that person wants to come here and they, you know, they're pushing so much. And I think to myself, yeah, okay, why would you want to give me the visa now? <laughs> yeah, give me the visa now. <laughs> You know what I mean? Next week, don't see them. They all love you off until you get married, and then them I gone. Know. Quick! Time. <laughs> I always, I always find it a bit suspicious when someone's really pushing to come here because in this yeah. modern day, yes, the pound is worth a lot, but really, true, there ain't mm-hmm. shit going on here. They ain't nothing no. going on here. Like what? You, but they all have that perception. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, as I say, they all have that perception. Even she does, you know, like when I get to England, when I get to London, and it's like, dude, I don't even live in London, first of all. But it's like, they all have that, you know, and we, we do, like we fantasize and, and think about other places that we don't really have any experience of. They don't, you know, a lot of people in um, Dominica, for instance, don't understand that people struggle financially in England, in the UK. They don't understand that we have severe poverty and, you know, especially during the whole um, pandemic and what, what whatever. <laughs> People, you know, not being able to feed their families, feed themselves. Like, they don't know. They just don't. They just think of this, you know, the Brad lads and the Brad city. And, you know, everything is. Even, (laughs) you know, the wind rush and everything. And, you know, it's still. Yeah. They can't get it into their head that, you know, many people weren't able to come back. Because you get stuck in this system. Do you know what Mm -hmm, I mean? mm -hmm. Yeah, there are certain benefits to it. There's benefits to everything. There's always good and bad to everything. But, you know, the the, the fact that we can't grow our own food, you know, we can grow food, but the fact that we haven't got the climate to grow, you know, Mm -hmm. the fruits and the things that we really want for, especially us being, you know... um, descendants of africa there's yes. certain things that are things that we need to eat that we need to eat that mm, we don't mm-hmm. get in this land and that's why we become deficient in certain things and yes we become sick and blah 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 so you know i think all right life, dr sebi well rest in peace that's all. but you mm. know you, you, you for me personally i'd rather be in an environment where i know it's going to cater to my being, my soul, and, yeah. my body, and I'm able to, you know, if I was to become a mother, to teach my children how to grow their own food, yes. and so they know that they can be dependent on themselves and off the land, and instead of going to fucking Tesco's every five minutes and not knowing <laughs> cook unless it's using a ma- microwave, do you get what I mean? <laughs> yeah, so true. Yeah. It's so true. But so yeah, for me, I'm, I mean, your dream is literally it sounds similar to mine. 
But it's like, mm-hmm. I'm yet to find a space where, or a place that I'm like, yeah, that's where I'm going to go. And boom, I'm going to go for it. Yeah. Because and when you find it, you'll, you'll know. When you find it, you'll know. When you get that, to that place, you'll be like, oh, okay, this is it. Because mm-hmm. that was me. That was, you know, for, for, that was Dominica for me. And there's a lot of other stuff, you know, that on, on deeper levels that is going to be really beneficial, you know, ancestral healing and all sorts of things like that. Um, you know, but yeah, I think, yeah, you once, once you kind of, visit a place or settle on a place you'll be like oh yeah okay but that's the difficulty is... that i'm having though monique is the fact with all this stuff going on and oh god own, yeah um beliefs you know i'm not willing to do certain things just so i can go yeah forever but at the same time if i really um was 100 percent sure and you know because i feel like if i'm going to go anywhere in this sort of time i'm not coming mm-hmm. back exactly like, why am yeah. i coming yeah. back for what there's nothing really to come back but at the same time i know there's certain things that i need to do right now in, on this land that can then yeah. enable me to be comfortable when I leave but I'm not I've not got it in my head that I'm staying here like I've, I've had this mm-hmm. in my head for a long 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 time that I'm not going to and like, I'm a traveler you know that's one thing mm-hmm. in my time away from each other I was able to explore is you know ah. different parts of the world and parts of myself and understanding like I'm a free spirit and I'm someone who wants to mm-hmm. like you're saying in in, in, in experience different things you know have adventures yeah and being bound to one place is really really um detrimental to my spirit because that's not and i've been fortunate i've been fortunate enough to be able to offer you know give my children those experiences as well Mm. like you know you were saying i mean we we stayed in portugal in a caravan for quite a while working at a vegan vegan sanctuary in the mountains or something and You know, obviously, they've been to Dominica and, you know, we're always out camping. We're going on another, like, outdoor type um, caravanning trip, like, next week. And I'll just take them everywhere. Like, you know, you know, before I had my daughter, me and my son just used to drive everywhere. Going, I took him camping when he was, like, six months old. So, um, yeah, just having, just been able to, yeah, I think a lot of us are naturally nomadic like that, you know, have to move around and experience different things mm, and i found out that actually the original gypsies are indians so, ah so it's like it's innately in my nature yeah so i was like when i found that out i was like oh okay it makes it makes a lot more sense but i just think yeah in, in just as human beings we are you know meant to be able to move around you know we mm-hmm, would have moved, mm-hmm. been moving around before because of the seasons and the, you know the cattle and you know whatever farm life um, yeah you know obviously now we've become more um situated in in our cities and whatever whatever but yeah yeah for me it's not enough anymore to just be like oh yeah i'm going on holiday exactly like, I, I literally just i just want to be able to move freely and i hope we yeah do get to a time on this earth where we can move freely like we once did again i know it's so tricky isn't it but there was that guy i don't know if you ever heard of that guy i have to find his name out again someone was telling me he was like uh, literally flew somewhere and like you know he didn't have his mask on and they when he got when he got off the plane they were like sir you know you've got to do your pcr test and he was just like nope and just like walked off and just like walked out he's since been banned from flying but you know for Shit. i don't know if that how true that is but just the fact that he was willing to do that was yeah. just like on with your bad self yeah but i mean you know you gotta be true to yourself at the same time yeah it's like is what you're saying then what they're gonna ban you do you know what i mean yeah. like what because you're you're being sovereign of your own life like i exactly do not agree with taking a test for something if you're not ill you know mm-hmm. like, i've mm-hmm. not been sick in this whole nearly two years i've not even had a cold 
Yeah, so why am yeah. I going to stick something foreign without me wanting to? Do you know what I mean? Mm. Give my body to prove something to you. I don't need to prove anything. Do you get what I mean? Which doesn't even half the time prove anything. So many people have just been proving that the tests are faulty and I whatnot, know, so you know, I, sticking it on a lemon or something. Yeah, no, literally. <laughs> and even the man who made the PCR test himself said that it's not something that you should use to... Um, diagnose viruses and stuff like that because it's not Shame. even looking for those materials it's looking oh, for materials dear. that are ne- are in most human beings um so you know it's just, i don't yeah. even want to get into it because you know yeah um it's, it's that's another it's, it's, it's yeah it's more of this divide and oh you know putting people on, on these labels and they're against mm. this i'm not against anything but i'm against lies i'm against people yes. being coerced into taking away their own liberty, their own right yeah. to have their autonomy. That's what I don't agree with. I don't agree. Mm. And also, you know, like, because I've had my own experiences with my health and how the NHS mm-hmm. treated me and my experience, that has then led me to have the perception that I have, you know, mm-hmm. and one day I will be able to, you know, really break down, you know the complexities of it, and and in the hope that people would understand that I'm just one person, but there's thousands of other people that have gone through similar things. You know, yeah. One thing that we, you know, we need to understand is like, you know, medicine is not something that is manufactured. Medicine is, mm-hmm. is grown. Do you know what I mean? Hundred percent is is something that has a certain frequency, a certain vibration. That's why you could say. Even music is 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 medicine. Yes. Do you get? What I mean, anything you take yeah. in can either be poison or medicine. So you have well, a hundred percent, hundred percent of what you're consuming, what you're taking in. But we, if we look at the evidence and we look at manufactured drugs and we look at pharmaceutical drugs, they don't cure things. They make things worse, or they make oh, you yeah. dependent on those drugs or you then get more mm-hmm. issues that are nothing to do with what you had in the first place mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You get up, whereas when you take natural herbs that were that have been created by our creator who's made this this existence mm-hmm. you can actually get rid of those things but it just takes of a course. long time because it's natural and, and people want things yeah fast fast you know pace and, I, I and it, get it i get it and it will work on other aspects of yourself, you know, as you, you, you probably know, I'm very much into herbs and herbal medicine myself and make a lot of my own remedies and things like that. And sometimes, you know, the thing you think it you it need that needs working on, it could be something else. It, these things take time, you know, adaptogens. Adaptogens are one of the most phenomenal things in existence that, you know, you can take a herb, for instance, like ashwagandha, which I'm, I love. I'm, 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 take, I'm drink, taking a lot of ashwagandha recently. And it's like, it just adapts. If you need, if you need to rest, ashwagandha will, will make you sleepy. If you need energy, ashwagandha will, will give you life. Mm. So it's like, you know, these can't, as you said, these can't be synthesized. Like how, you know, ridiculous of us to think that we can take these God-given divine medicines and, you know, play God and, and make them you know better so that's my son being crazy in the back but yeah (laughs) you know it just goes back again you know when you love yourself you're willing to do what you know that you deserve yes exactly you're worthy exactly so i'll be out in a second i'll be out in a second babe i've had some conversations with some people that have taken the jab and they yeah they they literally were just at breaking point and it's like well the way things are going you know if i do die or whatever i don't actually care you know what i mean i I had to give her a like babe like how can 
can you be playing Russian roulette with your own life? I was thinking in my head. Yeah. Do you get what I mean? Like, Hello. But this is what has happened to so many people. They've been put to breaking point that they will just take anything just to think yeah. that it's going to get them out of what they're in. But, you know, this has only just begun. There's so much more to come. And it, it's about being resilient. You know, you've got to mm-hmm. be resilient in this time and you've got to be able to... Ah, really that word has come up three times for me today. Man, but, De- interesting. Know, but if you're if you're easily swayed and you, you, you break under pressure, then, you know, you could be destroying your own life. Yeah. You know, with something that is experimental. And, and doesn't actually prevent you from getting the virus in the first place. So why is it... To me, like you were saying about your son, Zylon, he's asking mm. why. I'm asking why too. Why aren't people yeah. asking why? 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 Because yeah. it doesn't actually make sense. Never in the world has there been a vaccine and you're old, but actually you, it's not going to actually prevent you. But, you know, never. <laughs> never. You, Just you take, take it. Just you take, take it. a vaccine for yellow fever or whatever, and then it stops you from getting it. So yeah. So what 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 is what has changed? You know, because apparently mm-hmm. this is the worst thing that we've ever experienced as humanity. But okay. yet, the whatever they're giving us is not. Do you know what I mean? It's not. It doesn't make. No, sense. I know of a person who um, took their first um, vaccine a year ago and hasn't been able to use their right arm since. Wow. Doctor went to the doctors, went to a specialist, and both the doctor and the private specialist told them to. Uh, don't go back for the second one. I want to go back for the second one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and I know like there's isolated cases, blah, 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 but it's, it's too, it's too much. Too for, many. There's too always, many. There's always um, people that have reactions to different things. Yeah, exactly. You know? But at this scale and, and, and for it to be global and, and for all of these different accounts of people saying that they're not able to use it, like um, one of my sister's friends that she went to school with, he did an interview recently saying that he was coerced mm-hmm. into taking it because he had heart issues. Mm. <coughs> Sorry, <coughs> choking on the nuts. <coughs> yeah, it's but, okay. That ain't my team. But anyway, um, <laughs> what's it called? discredit or whatever to people who you know obviously people who are taking these things and doing you know doing all this stuff because the media and the powers that be and your the gps they're very good at what they do you know they've done their job coercion misinformation fear they've done their job so don't you know it's not like you're stupid for listening to them the same thing when i was 23 years old yeah comes on about to and faith mm-hmm. into my doctors and you know and disregarded my own intuition my own yep. understanding of my own body and allowed you know um <coughs> these people and we've all been there we've all been there yeah, like do you know what i mean i allowed them but the thing you know to such, such an extreme to being such a healthy young woman yeah to then turning into someone who's got untold fucking health issues and not mm-hmm. to, even to this day they still don't know what it is they still can't <laughs> tell me what i've got or anything or they've or oh they used goodness. to deny it that when i used to say to them ever since i had this operation 
and yeah. you know I've not been the same and I'm getting things I've never had in my life and all they wanted to do was just brush over the issue and say oh no 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 it's not connected and just give me some yeah. <gasps> You know, put another but way, the depression it obviously that was, yeah. That, when you feel you've got no power over your own body. You know, I've been through the dark night of the soul. I've been through the shit. So yes. that's why I'm talking how I am talking now, because I've been through it. You know, mm-hmm. and even still now, like, I'm still having to deal with the imbalance of my body and how it now operates and it's hypersensitive. Yeah. So that's why we have to be conscious when it comes to our bodies, because it's not just a even like, like a TV or whatever, or an, an accessory. Like, your body is literally exactly. your vessel that takes you from A to B. And if that doesn't operate properly, you cannot function. Do you get even like I mean? Even like me, like, you know, going through IVF mm-hmm. and, you know, I'm, I've only just realized that I'm probably still dealing with the effects of the hormones that I took. Mm. I didn't think about it. I'm like, I've just been feeling crazy for the past, you know, five years. Don't know why, like, you know, more, more so than, than usual. Thankfully, with the thanks, thanks to herbs like mm. chased berry and skull cap and, you know, Siberian ginseng, I've managed to reba- rebalance in my hormones now. Like, I'm getting to a point where I'm actually feeling all right every month as opposed to insane. And I didn't, it didn't even stop to think that, oh, I wonder if those injections I was giving myself every day mm. for months and months had anything to do with it. Mm. So, yeah, you know, me, reclaiming your body and and everything that's what it's about you know, 100% autonomy, it's like autonomy has now gone out the window it doesn't even exist anymore it's like, I know how, how can, not even two years but people have forgotten what that is and the thing that the, how people just feel like they don't have the right to even question anything it's like for instance with Ocean my uh, my daughter when I was pregnant I refused all scans all scans didn't really? have any scans I had actually tell a lie I had one scan at 32 weeks because I probably let them get, you know, I, I, I fed into the concern, but maybe it's a legitimate concern that my placenta wasn't placed properly because it was, it wasn't a, a funny position with xylan. Mm. Um, but I was like, okay, just to check the placenta, but it was literally like two seconds. She put it on my, my womb. She told me the placenta was fine and I got up and went, didn't look at the, didn't look at the scan, didn't tell her to stay to tell me about the baby or anything. So I don't even know if I was having multiple babies, you know, you never know. Uh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And the fight that I had to go through just to be able to have, you know, this a say over my own body. I mean, I had to meet with like senior midwives really? and, and managers of the hospital to tell them that I, what, what I wanted to do with my own body. Yeah. And it was like a friend of mine who was pregnant at the same she queried scans with her mm. midwife and she said, oh, no, 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 you have to. No, 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 no you have to. She was like, oh, I was told I had to. I said, no, you don't. <laughs> so you have to you see you have to put when when the when that yeah. comes you have to push past it you can't just oh, you know. and I think not everyone's got yeah. that um that that yeah, I guess the kids are saying, Mum, I want you back now. Um, exactly. Okay, so guys, one second. But it's been absolutely fantastic to be on this podcast. Um, oh, thank you. Thank you for having me. And it's been a very healing experience. And the thank you for coming back into my life. Thank you. Well, thank you for, for, even, for even, you know, aligning with me when you did and teaching me. Oh, that's 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 stop that. Yeah. Because that what I said before, you know, our relationship that you thought it was, but I didn't know. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, it plays a massive role on my life. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? So, you know, I'm just really grateful. And I'm just really proud of you and the woman that you've become now. I'm Thank you. Because you know, I've seen you with your kids. I've met your kids and your kids are fantastic. You know? <laughs> so, you know, I'm awesome. just well done to you, you know, for just turning things around and just accepting who you are because, you know, that's what I've learned from this podcast is that you yeah. actually accepted who you was and, and now you're living good, man. Yeah. Blessings is, yeah. It's been a journey and the journey is continuing. Um, but the, 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 yeah, it's, it's amazing. <laughs> but thank you so much. And yeah, I'll speak to you a bit later. <laughs> All, right, <they're> <laughs> All right. Take care, everyone. Take care, listeners. Have a blessed day. Thank you so much. Bye.